Welcome to Season 5 of the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we talk with enterprise and technology platform leaders about the people, processes, and platforms that make marketing and customer experience successful, scalable, and sustainable. This is what creates an Agile brand. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom, advisor and consultant for Fortune 1000 marketing and CX leaders and teams as principal and chief strategist at GK5A and best-selling author, keynote speaker, entrepreneur, and Agile certified coach. The Agile Brand Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to teksystems.com. To sign up for the Agile Brand newsletter and get the latest insights and articles on marketing technology and CX, or to purchase a copy of my latest book, House of the Customer, go to gregkillstrom.com. You can also find all my books on Amazon and other retailers. And now on to the show. Today, we're going to talk about localization, personalization, and AI, and how using these methods and tools well can increase ROI and improve the multi-channel customer experience. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Stephanie Shreve, Chief Marketing Officer at PowerCord. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah, looking forward to talking about this with you. Uh, why don't we get started with you giving a little background on yourself and your role, as well as a little bit about what PowerCore does and who your customers are. Sure. Yeah. Well, I have been in marketing in one way or another for almost 25 years. I started out as a graphic designer and then started at an creative agency and in that role, I got more into account management, so working really closely with our clients. And then about 12 years ago, I came over to PowerCord, um, and I've served in different roles within marketing and account management, combination thereof. And uh, so, you know, I loved that you you love talking about marketing technology and customer experience. Those are two of my favorite topics. So uh, that was really nice. At PowerCord, we're a, a software technology company. We work mainly with manufacturers who sell through independent dealer networks. And what our goal is, is to connect what's happening at a brand level with what's happening with local customers. Because when manufacturers sell through distributors or retailers, there can be a lot of disconnects in there. So what we like to do is connect what's happening nationally with what's happening locally. Great, great. Well, yeah, glad, glad to have you on the show here. So let's let's get started by talking about the continually evolving customer experience and how conversational marketing can play a key role here. So as trends go, certainly things like AI, which we'll get to, um, are taking up a lot of the oxygen. And um, But conversational marketing seems to be something that is becoming increasingly valuable in the customer experience. Is this what you're seeing? And if so, why do you think it's the case? Yes, absolutely. I mean, you can't open an email today without seeing something about AI, which I know we'll talk about. But but I think conversational marketing is equally important, especially for us working with brands that have that complex customer journey, you know, maybe through a distributor, through retailers, through both in some cases. And we're trying to make that connection. Conversational marketing can really help and it can help show the brand 
you know, what are the customers interested in? What kinds of questions are they asking through maybe a chat? And then it helps to give the the customers get really quick answers to their questions. So um, we see a lot of value in conversational marketing. What do you think organizations uh, need to think about when approaching conversational marketing? You know, what, what should they be prepared for? Well, I think as in most things with marketing, thinking of it as a value exchange. So if the customers are going to be giving you information as a marketer, what are you giving back to them? And usually it's your, what you're providing are those quick, easy answers for them. And so that's just like any conversation. Any conversation has, you know, give and take. So I think what, you know, the, the main things to really think about are, well, what are your goals? You know, what do you want to accomplish through your conversational marketing? Customer service is a common place where people start. You know, I think those are um, maybe easier questions to answer. They're more repeatable type answers. So that is certainly a good place to begin. But brands can get more sophisticated than that. You know, maybe they want to share product recommendations. We do that with one of our clients. The customers can go through some kind of question answers. And based on the information that they provide, then the chat will give them product recommendations. But that takes more work up front, you know, so you really have to think through, okay, what are the questions we want to ask based on these answers? What is the information that we're going to provide? So mapping that out and just making sure you've got a good plan is, you know, one of the main things to think about and just make sure that, you know, you're not going to lead your customers into any dead ends, that you'll be able to answer their questions and as I would recommend for probably most things, start simple and then grow from there. Yeah, definitely, definitely agree with the the start simple and um, I, you know, that's part of the spirit of the the agile approach and mm-hmm. and everything as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you you mentioned setting some goals as well when when you're talking about what to prepare for. You know, mm-hmm. what what does success look like with conversational marketing? Because you know, I think there's probably some. Well, there's certainly some customer facing goals, but there might also be some internal goals as well. So, you know, how, how should organizations be measuring uh, success here? Yeah, I think, yeah, it really is based on the goals. Some of the things that we look at are where are people dropping off and can we tell why they're dropping off? So if you go back to an example of say a product recommendation, well, are they answering all the questions? Are they maybe only answering two of them and then they just stop? And, you know, you can learn so much from that. So you can learn, okay, how many questions can people tolerate? You know, how far are they willing to go into this? And then you can also see where did, where did a question not get answered? You know, so you could see, I'm sorry, I didn't understand okay, that's something we need to focus on because you don't want your chat to be giving those answers. So uh, whenever you can uh, make sure you have a chat that'll give you a transcript of all of the conversations that happen, and most do, and then you can really dive in and see, okay, where, how, how long are people sticking with the chat? When are they dropping off? And then are they getting their questions answered? Because I think that's most important. Yeah. Yeah. So next topic I wanted to talk about kind of building on that is uh, personalized content and and customer privacy. 
you know, along with a conversational aspect, customers also want their overall experiences across channels to be personalized. So, you know, whether that's multi-channel, whether that's, you know, the, the holy grail is kind of omni-channel, um, you know, we're going to talk about the scaling issues with this in a minute. But, you know, first, I wanted to talk about the the customer privacy aspect. So, you know, customers want personalized experiences, which require a lot of data to do well. And yet they also want brands to respect the privacy and the security of their data. Mm-hmm. How do brands strike the right balance here? Well, with privacy, I think the most important thing is to be transparent and to let customers know what are you going to do with their data? So you're collecting it and why? And I think that's why cookies are going to be deprecated soon whenever, you know, Google yeah. actually, <laughs> one of these days. <laughs> Google actually does it. Um, because no one knows what happens with that data. And I think that is where there is so much apprehension. You know, if somebody, you know, back to the conversational marketing, if someone fills out a chat, you know, conversation, they're going back and forth, you know, that's information they know they're providing. They're getting that a value out of that information that they're providing. They probably have a good feel for how it's going to be used so that you can answer the questions. But as transparent as a brand can be, I think is where they can strike that balance so that a customer never feels like, oh, why am I giving you this? What are you going to do with it? You know, that's where I think people get concerned. You know, people will give their data if what they're going to get in return is worthwhile. I mean, I do it all the time. There's a a white paper I want to read and then I have to balance out, "Eh, how bad do I want to get that white paper? Am I willing to give up my email address for this? And sometimes the answer is yes. And sometimes the answer is no. And, but I think, you know, providing that the value back to the customer that makes it worthwhile for them to share their information. They know what you're going to do with it. You know, that's really where I think both sides win. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. How are you seeing personalization being done well, particularly with localization since a lot of the companies that PowerCord works with have local aspects to them? Well, we do quite a bit of personalization, especially when it comes to geography. So some of the things that we really like to do is to provide geographically relevant photography, content, promotions, things that are going to resonate with a person based on where they are. So uh, one of our clients there in uh, the boating industry, and we're, we're based in St. Petersburg, Florida. So we're surrounded by water and we're surrounded by bays and oceans of water. So we have an expectation of what a boat looks like on the water because of what we see all the time. Whereas if you are in, you know, Minnesota and you're out on a lake, you know, you have an entirely different expectation of what that's going to look like. And so some, a different image, different content is going to resonate with somebody who's in Minnesota than someone who's in Florida. So we really like to uh, make sure that whatever content people are seeing, it makes sense to them and it's relevant. This happens, you know, with snowplows. Again, you you know, we don't need to see snowplows in Florida. (laughs) We don't even know what those are. That would be a bad day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something's gone wrong. Something's gone very wrong. So, you know, that's some of the things we really like to do. And, and that can be done with dynamic content. 
you know, there are a lot of ways to to make sure that whatever people are seeing is going to really resonate with them and, and will be relevant for what they're looking for. Before we continue, I'd like to introduce you to a sponsor of the show, Partner Hero. Customer service outsourcing has long been available mainly to large enterprise businesses with long-term contracts and onerous procurement processes. Partner Hero is challenging business as usual and bringing the benefits of outsourcing to small and medium businesses as well as startups. With short, flexible contracts and fast ramp-up times, Partner Hero is making customer support outsourcing a viable option for small and medium businesses and startups. It's perfect for companies with seasonality expecting a temporary spike in volume or that simply need to scale up. And their focus on quality means your customers will get an experience that feels like it comes from your team. If you're ready to bring in outside customer support help for your company that feels like it's part of your existing team, check out Partner Hero. Head on over to partnerhero.com agile, that's partnerhero.com A-G-I-L-E, to book a free consultation with their solutions team. Mention you heard about Partner Hero from the Agile brand and the way of the setup fee. Now let's get back to the show. So last topic I wanted to talk about um, is, is AI. You know, I feel like it's obligatory that we do talk about it. And yet, you know, there's, there are lots of exciting um, things happening in, in the space. So, you know, I, I feel like some, at least some of the hype is, is justified here. So, you know, I want, wanted to talk about AI and the personalized customer experience and how AI tools are helping both companies and brands as well as both companies and, and brands as well as consumers need to watch out for. So first, let's talk about AI from a content generation perspective. So, you know, to create localized and personalized experiences, we need multiple versions of content, sometimes personalized down to the individual level and sometimes in real time or near real time. Mm -hmm. How does AI help here in a meaningful way? Well, I have read quite a few studies just showing, you know, how are marketers using AI right now? And the number one way, like, over 60% is with generative AI, because I think that's what is maybe most readily available right now. It's sort of the easiest to wrap your arms around. We're certainly using it. And that will win all day long, you know, to be able to say, you know, if we go back to the boating example, you know, you could have, you know, your product image, and then you could say, okay, now I want a background on Minnesota Lake. Now I want a background in the Northeast and I want to be on the West Coast. And, you know, you can just have generative AI create content without having to go around to all those different places and get those photos. And you can have that happen quickly. So I think generative AI, not just, of course, from images, but from a content standpoint, you know, you can make so many things happen quickly that are hard, you know, for a a human marketer to create, like you said, you know, you need all these different versions to really make it resonate with someone. So instead of people having to create all these different versions, you can have AI do it and it can do it actually pretty well. I mean, we've seen some things that were like, "Eh, no, (laughs) well, you know, you have to have the human touch kind of come back in and, and adjust some things but you can get a pretty good base of content that's all customized um, using AI and, and, you know, really pretty quick way to do it. Yeah. And I think, you know, what I see, you know, I, I work primarily in the, the enterprise space, but, you know, what I've seen with generative AI is, you know, it definitely helps 
all marketing teams are stretched, whether you're at a, you know, fortune 100 or a, you know, a small business, but I feel like it's, it's something that does, it can help both those small and medium sized companies in a different way, but almost as much as it can, uh, some of those much larger, perhaps more sophisticated companies, mm-hmm. you know, cause small teams are, they're stretched thin. Um, they need to compete with the larger companies that have more resources and, and all that. So, I, you know, I, I think that's where I get enthusiastic about AI here is, you know, in just some, in some ways it kind of levels the playing field and, mm-hmm. and, and, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. A lot of our retailers who we work with, you know, they don't have full marketing departments. Um, a lot of them aren't even marketers, you know, if it's a, if it's a, an outdoor power equipment dealership, you know, the owner may have been, you know, have a mechanics background and they could be an electrician, a plumber, you know, marketing, it's our whole world, but it's not their whole world. And so, you know, when they can use these tools to make their life easier, you know, I I certainly think there is is a lot of potential there. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we talked about the content creation and and delivery aspect. What about AI from a data and analytics perspective, you know, what, what can these tools allow companies like your customers do that helps them increase ROI and may, maybe make better decisions moving forward? Well, where I think that AI is really going to play a good uh, role within data is for predictability. So yeah. right now, you know, most data that people are looking at, you know, it's a view of what happened and, and there is a lot of real-time data that's available. We look at as much real or near real-time data as we can. Um, But a lot of times you're just looking at what has happened. Where I think AI is going to play a role is to be able to show, well, here's what we think will happen um, with more predictability than we've had in the past. So, you know, I think that could be from identifying likely buyers, you know, looking through data and and maybe even being able to analyze some of the long tail data that humans are not spending enough time on, you know, AI can look through that and, and find, I think, you know, some potential uh, buyer groups, you know, people who maybe um, brands weren't thinking about and bringing those forward so that, you know, they could um, also be targeted and advertised to and and maybe introduce a brand to a new market. So, you know, I think that I think that predictability and being able to show them, you know, if you are investing this much, you're going to be able to see these sorts of results. You know, I think that's really going to help businesses moving forward. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, Stephanie, thanks so much for joining the show. Uh, one last question before we wrap up here. Um, you've given a lot of great advice already, but you know, what's one next best action that you'd recommend for those listening who want to improve their marketing with a more personalized experience? Well, like we've sort of been talking about, things are changing really fast. You know, it's one of the things I've always said about my job. Oh, well, you know, the the thing that's exciting and the thing that's challenging is that everything's always changing. Um, (laughs) But I think that has never been more true than right now. Even AI, we weren't talking about this a year ago, and now it's the only thing that you read about. You know, I think it's really interesting how fast things are changing. And so marketers need to take some time out to learn. And I know that it can be very easy to get bogged down in 
day-to-day tasks. So I've got all these things that I need to get done. And, you know, next thing you know, weeks gone by and you haven't read a single industry article. You haven't looked at anything that's going on because you're busy with your day-to-day work. But I do think, especially right now with things changing so quickly, conscientiously setting aside some time to read, to learn, to to keep up with what's going on, I think is going to keep marketers at the forefront and not not risk, you know, being left behind because you didn't keep up with what was going on with all these changes. So it's not always easy to do, but I think, you know, as as often as we can take some time to learn, we should. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. I, I, I consider it part of my job (laughs) to spend a little time learning. So yeah, it's, Mm -hmm. um, Definitely agree. Well, again, I'd like to thank Stephanie Shreve, Chief Marketing Officer at PowerCord for joining the show. You can learn more about Stephanie and PowerCord by following the links in the show notes. Thanks again for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast, brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.gregkilstrom.com That's G-R-E-G-K-I-H-L-S-T-R-O-M dot com. To get a copy of my latest book, House of the Customer, visit my website or you can find it on Amazon or other retailers. The Agile brand is produced by Missing Link, a Latina-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. From ideation to creation, they craft human connections through intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Until next time, stay agile.